I think it's going to be an amazing and powerful uh, conversation we're going to have today. If you think you can poison the environment, Mother Nature is going to kick your ass. If you think you can poison your body and get away with it, your body's going to kick your ass. We're just not given the right information, are we? People are so misled. I'm the most, was the most anti-woo-woo person on the planet because of my science brain, but there's a whole nother level. There's so many solutions out there and the internet has made these accessible for people to find out about now. Yes, some of these solutions cost money, but there's so many free places that people can start, aren't there? And so many people aren't getting a win today. And I think removing toxins is a way for folks to get some wins. I look at the data, I check it out. I make sure what I'm saying is accurate. It does take making mistakes along the way. I just love everything about this conversation. I think it gives me such hope for the future. But I am absolutely delighted to introduce a new guest to the Live, Love, Learn podcast today. You are going to love this. You're in for a treat. Warren Phillips. And I can't say my W, so it's going to be even more amusing. And Warren is also known as the non-toxic dad. So let me tell you a little bit about Warren. The non-toxic dad is a social movement educating and inspiring individuals to choose a non-toxic lifestyle. Warren is passionate and energetic entrepreneur. He lives a non-toxic lifestyle and works tirelessly to educate the world about avoiding and removing toxins. Non-toxic dad has reached and impacted millions of people in the last year, including myself. <laughs> During the first nine years of his career, Warren worked as a published scientist and environmental consultant, cleaning and evaluating chemical and heavy metal impacts on human health and the environment. But this work exposed him to these toxins and he eventually fell ill with a mystery, unexplained illness. The symptoms, including chronic pain, weight gain and anxiety, were so severe that he struggled to find a reason to live, but he refused to give up on himself. Over time, he realised that embracing a non-toxic lifestyle was the answer he needed to facilitate his body's natural restoration process. And Warren now guides himself with mindful attention to the five primary methods of toxin exposure, consumption, inhalation, absorption, frequencies. And I love that you've got mindset on there. Now living in Utah with his wife and three young daughters, he's grateful for his family's support as he pursues his mission to assist others in adopting a non-toxic lifestyle. So such a big welcome to the show, Warren. How are you doing? Catherine, uh, I couldn't be more excited. We're so aligned um, talking to you um, prior to the podcast. It's actually the first time we've met. I'm honored that um, this information has reached you and that our like our our energy, right? Our like-minded, our like-mindedness and our like-heartedness, if that's even a word, um, have this opportunity to share. I think it's going to be an amazing and powerful uh, conversation we're going to have today. Yeah, it so is. And I found your content quite a while ago and you've really, really helped me and so many people I know on my journey because you've got a wonderful way of sort of taking complex issues and putting them in a way that people can understand without getting overrun with fear. And I think this is going to come a lot in the conversation today, Warren. But can you start? I've gone through a bit of your bio, but I really want to understand a little bit more about your mission for non-toxic dad and why you do, why you're so passionate about what you do. Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely an evolution. Uh, I never thought I would be 
an influencer, quote unquote, because I, I had a negative mindset about that, right? And we can talk about that later. But, you know, I've always been into the environment. I always loved the animals, even though I was allergic. So that kind of limited. I have a pretty high allergy to horses and things that, you know, that I love and cats and dogs. So that's not as big as part of my life as I would have wanted. But as a kid, I had cats and kittens and dogs and um, was in nature uh, all the time. That's all I did. So fast forwarding, um, had a great, you know, wild childhood as a country boy, you know, listening to country music and driving in my pickup truck with a spotlight out the window. Like I was that kind of guy. But I, I always loved the environment. I always loved rocks and dirt and soil and gardening and plants and animals. And so I decided to go to college, um, first of all, to be a medical doctor, because back then that's what's going to bring home the bacon. And my dad worked yeah. seven days a week and I never saw him uh, trying to make a better life for myself. Hated it. Um, and I didn't test well. I mean, I tested okay, but I didn't test well enough to probably get into a medical school for a few years. So I switched to chemistry and environmental science, which was really environmental studies, and we didn't do much science at all. So then I switched to geology, and I double majored and got a minor in chemistry. We called it a concentration in Allegheny College, a little, uh, I like to call it a, uh, a wannabe Ivy League school. And then I decided to go to graduate school after a death of a couple close friends. Um, my plans to stay home and uh, in my small country town and, and be that guy. Um, and I, and actually, you know, all, there's purpose in everything. Right. But uh, I remember Ebby and I could, I, every time I talk about her, I, she had such an impact. She was such, I never can't do this on camera, but, um, she had such an impact. She was such a loving, kind, beautiful angel of a human that her passing really fueled my desire to do something more and to leave my small town, which I did. So I went to graduate school, even though my professors told me that I shouldn't because I didn't test well. And I wound up getting, even though I had good grades, um, it wasn't the Berkeley, because uh, my professors were Berkeley high-end geniuses and they didn't notice non-academic genius from an ADHD all-American athlete, which is what I was in college, right? I just didn't fit their mold. And it actually kind of fueled me because I went to graduate school and studied the environment, studied the poisoning of the environment, and um, and I got straight A's and had a great impact and had an amazing master's uh, dissertation, right? My master's work, the study of toxic heavy metals in our environment, how it impacts health and human, the health and human environment, like you read in my bio. Those are the exact words that we use. I worked with the Montana Bureau of Mines and Geology, went on to become an environmental consultant, much like yourself. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to clean up the environment. And so I did. Um, we cleaned up abandoned mines for the Forest Service and Army Corps of Engineers. And um, we worked with the EPA on federal used defense site cleanups. And I was kind of the rock star once again, hardworking, uh, work ethic, and was running big multi-million dollar cleanup, toxic cleanup projects. And we would go in and clean them up even afterwards, after we sample the soil and figure out what was impacting the environment. And uh, I'm, I had a quote just in the shower today, and I'm going to use my swear version of it. Um, and as if, so this just happened when I was, when I was showering, because you get in that flow state when you're showering. I wasn't even thinking about yeah. this podcast, but when I'll use the, the less, uh, less sweary version, but if you 
essentially it goes like this. If you think you can poison the environment, mother nature is going to kick your ass. If you think you can poison your body and get away with it, your body's going to kick your ass. This is not a, uh, this is a math problem really, right? Of toxins in and toxins out. This is a quantum universe God problem. You can't get away with poisoning the environment. You can't get away with poisoning yourself. This is not an emotional decision. It's a math problem. This is, this is science. You can't get away with all these poisons. You can't, you can't, if you do it to a dog, like we talked about, that's a smaller body that has smaller mass, and you put the same amount that you put into a human, they get sicker quicker. When it comes to EMF, when it comes to heavy metals like lead, we just talked about in my video on uh, using tennis balls and the lead, lead's through all those, these toys. It's contaminated in all the dyes and, yeah. and, and the microplastics. And we're thinking, oh, my dog, you know, we're happy if a dog lives nine years. They should live 25 years oh, or I longer. Completely, completely. And the sad thing is, is they're so dependent on us for the choices we make because they're completely dependent on us for their food, their water, their environment, their socialization, their exercise, all the chemicals put on and in them. So, oh, it's tragic because we just we're just not given the right information, are we? People are so misled. You know, a, a, a normal person, I think, Warren, still thinks that there's some entity out there, call it the government or the regulators, that are stopping toxic things getting into our shops, getting into the consumer chain. But that's just not true. So how did you launch yourself on this journey from being so terribly, terribly ill to understanding, educating? Obviously, your job was a big influence, but how did you then start to come to realize that these toxins are just everywhere? Well, it, it came down to right in the shift of that story. I was out there trying to clean up the environment, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm like, if I can clean up the environment, this is wonderful, right? But what I realized after I got sick is the level of exposure that I was experiencing as a professional where I could protect the inhalation, where mm -hmm. I could protect the absorption, right? Where I could protect the ingestion. They didn't, we, they, humans are not told that. And our environments Mercury amalgam fillings a thousand times. If you drink a cup, a cup of hot coffee, a thousand times what the EPA will allow you to breathe in the air. They would, if you have a uh, break a thermometer that had mercury in it in a high school, it would shut down the whole school. Yeah. But we would stick that in our mouths with a cup of hot coffee and exceed by a thousand times. And that's okay. Right. So what I realized is that us humans were being poisoned far more than this environmental cleanup work that I was doing. And we we're allowed and we're not being told. If you build a brand new home, the VOCs are so high in there, you should, or a brand new car, you should be wearing a carbon mask for yeah. your health. Uh, and the, the level of the multiplicity of, of chemicals that are coming off a car or a new home with fresh paint, fresh padding and carpet, and you name it, furniture, desks, formaldehyde, like this stuff is not clean. The glues are still not being cleaned up. The movement is happening. Right, which is wonderful. I feel a, a positive momentum, but we were being poisoned far more. Right. So when I realized that toxins got me sick and that in the world, the everyday life of modern convenience was even worse than what I was getting exposed to. And if I got sick, then it made the connection oh, that's why everyone else is sick. 
So I didn't want anyone to suffer like I did because the suffering was so great. The pain was so great. The chronic pain, the, the hopes and dreams that were lost, mm. you know, everything that I ever wanted to be, my heart was hardened through it all, right? Not that soft, like you have this as an animal lover, you know what it's like to connect that, that heart energy with other animals and with plants. We're designed for that. Kind of like uh, the Native Americans that you know we kicked out of this land, right? Where they, they felt, they felt the earth's energy. They felt the energy of, of animals and of life. And shame on you, people listening that may think that that's woo-woo, because that's not, right? I'm, I'm the most, was the most anti-woo-woo person on the planet because of my science brain, but there's a whole nother level of enjoyment in life and connection when you can experience um, heart energy between an animal, a loved one, your children. And I'm fighting to get that back because I got so sick. So that's why I'm on this mission is because I was given an opportunity to get my life back by discovering this information through my just crazy tenacity to get well, because I was only 25, right, at the time. And there's very few 25-year-olds that were that sick at that in that in that era, right? And it was difficult to get well because we didn't have podcasts. We didn't yeah. have, you couldn't Google on the internet back then, right? I was just labeled as a sick person that was crazy and was given no hope and was given uh, psychotropic drugs and pain pills. And my science brain wouldn't allow that because when I asked the medical professionals, 10 of them, right? Will this help me? Will it fix the root cause of the problem? As a scientist, you remove the hazardous waste, mm. it'll not pollute the water so it won't kill the fish or bioaccumulate in the fish and then kill the eagle, you know, or whatever, right? Just basic, it's a math problem. Yeah. And they said, no, you know, it, it doesn't. We're not sure actually what it does, but if it helps, even 5%, like I gifted them, then you should stay on two or three, you know, you'd be only on two or three drugs. Most people are on three or four. You're doing great. I'm at 25. So when I heard that, I was like, uh-oh, do I even want to stay alive? Because the level of discomfort and uh, anxiety and lack of any dopamine, you just you just can't function, right? It's just you have no will to live. And that's where the spiritual side came in because I had a strong spiritual um, side to me that believed that it was happening for a reason. And I had all kinds of good scriptures and things I would... I could do, but I, I wasn't a good, uh, quote unquote, uh, Christian at the time because I was miserable and mean and, mm. uh, and had sleepless nights. And so it was a beautiful, um, picture of, of, of what I believe, like God still loves humanity. Like he loves everyone because I was a guy who didn't deserve to be loved yet. Everyone around me still loved me because they knew I was suffering and was sick and it wasn't wasn't me. I wasn't being myself because of the toxicities. And those toxicities can happen like as one of my five pillars, a toxic mind, right? If someone has a toxic mind and has never been, the math problem has never been told that they're beautiful, that they're kind, that they're loved, that they're accepted, right? Because how they were raised in a home where they were told quite the opposite. I had a pretty good childhood that way from a toxic mind, but many people aren't. They might not have a toxic environment. They may be living in the woods, you know, but their their mom and dad saying you're worthless, you're nasty, you're you'll never amount to anything. So we have to really realize this this toxicity thing expands just beyond 
the things that I'm sharing. And I think that's maybe why you you like me so much because you see that I'm not trying to be judgmental or even yeah. fear-mongering, right? I'm just trying to communicate information that someone over time can realize, you know what, damn it, that guy used to judge, he was right. When I did take the air freshener out of my car, my headaches went away. And these are the stories that I get and that's why I keep doing it. And when you see such traction, like like we're having on our social media channels, you know that it's something that people um, need to hear. And that was hard for me to understand when, before I started this. Yeah, it's such a great story because it it is amazing how when you go through something so traumatic that you've been through, how your purpose really comes to light and you're now able to help so many other people. Warren, do you think at the moment that, the vast majority of people living in the Western world know what it feels like to actually feel well. No, I don't think anyone anyone does at this point. I don't think that with the level of toxicity, whether it's emotional, physical, uh, chemical, there's no way for our, our bodies to be designed like they they normally would. It'd just be impossible to do that. And and that's not realistic in today's modern world, right? I mean, we do yeah. have we have to realize what we're dealing with. Not all of us can live off the grid, right? Mm -hmm. I would love to, but then I'm not having an impact, right? I guess I could, I could set up and do my videos, but how could I relate? I'm not living in it. I'm, I'm, I'm retreating from it. I would love it, um, but I'm not. So it's really impossible there. I mean, there's some people that are getting it pretty close, mm -hmm. but let's be honest. There's no way that in the rubber tires that are coming off the cars right now on, on this road, why do you have to get new tires every two years? Where's that rubber dust going? It's going, yeah. it's it's nanoplastics, not just microplastics. What they just found out now because they have the analytical equipment to measure is it's not microplastics, it's nanoplastics. And nanoplastics have a 100% chance of causing inflammation. There's just no way you can get around it at the cellular level. It's They're so small, they're penetrating into the interior of the cells and cell membranes. So even if you live in the most beautiful area of the world, you're getting these nanoplastics uh, in the air, right? Because the toxins travel, they don't go away and they're persistent. So I don't think anyone can truly experience the perfect life, but you know what? That's okay. Let's give the best lives we could possibly live, make the decisions that were within our control. I can't control my neighbors, um, you know, uh, the off-gassing of their fabric softener through their dryer vent if you live and this is some of the stuff that used to make me mad and it's so funny that i get to hear it from our community the same thing is like i hate when my neighbor you can't control that so don't get angry you yeah. can't get angry at anything that you can't control or someone who's behaving in, in a way that's who they are right they're not doing it on purpose they're running a pattern they're running a program and that's okay our jobs me and you is to just supply information and over time if they hear a little bit of a different story um, and then something happens in their life, a data point, they'll be like, wait a minute, because your mind remembers everything, right? Your unconscious mind. And so if they're hearing me, even if they're giving me negative hate, I'm mm -hmm. okay with it because something may happen in their life, a tragic moment, uh, hopefully not, but that's mm -hmm. how we all change. That's how I change in so many ways is these, these hardships, right? These, these things that you have to fight, you know, relate, getting married, having children. These, these are good hardships that create love and abundance and self-awareness. And you just wait for those moments because I think over time, we all have opportunities to grow and the mistakes that we make will lead us to the outcomes that that we want. I don't know how many people have told me 
about energy and the connection to the earth and animals. I thought, ah, it's all woo. I loved all that stuff, but really there's a, there's energy fields. Like, come on, like you can, you can feel somebody like, come on. And because I was told that wasn't real and I shut that down. And now as an adult, I'm like, I want more of that. I want to feel more of that. Energy. I want to, yeah. I want to connect. So it, but a lot of people told me that, but as my life, as it became more empty, right. As I realized that I wasn't feeling, I wasn't experiencing life. I wasn't able to look at my baby and feel right. It's just like, what happened to me? What's wrong? So your kids were reflecting this love and I could feel it, but it was like, it was like, like watching a, um, like a movie. I was thinking of like some of the movies in the eighties and someone had a superpower and it was like fizzling out. Right. Um, it's like, and it just wouldn't all come out. So I'd get these glimpses of the superpower. Right. But it wouldn't all come out. And now it's my intention to see my superpower, right. Of connecting with my children. And it's not just this in and out thing, but I can turn on that superpower and feel and experience and be, let's use some classic words like in today's cliche world, some mindfulness where I can turn that on and experiencing love and heart energy that just fills me to like, I don't want to do anything else. Like I don't, I don't need friends. <laughs> like it's so good. I have lots of friends, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's beautiful. And I think that, so I'm not just speaking to this stuff like, Oh, I expect you to change or I want you to change or, Oh, shame on you. If you don't change, there's no shame. There's no guilt. It's, it's only if, it's only to provide information at some point, right? That may impact your life in a positive way. And I believe it will. And so uh, someone even, we had a, we have a homeschool community. And so um, we do mom's nights so that ladies that are having similar challenges, you know, raising and teaching your kids at home. It's, it's, it's not easy. Right. Um, and this, this gal came in, she knew about non-toxic dad um, before she even came here. She's like, I, now I'm using you to share it with my husband who won't see that stuff because mm -hmm. it's another, you're another dude sharing this information. And that's wonderful. I'm glad I'm being used that way. Right. Um, I'm glad I'm being useful. And because they're like, you present it in such a way that it's a lot of it's data driven because everything that I do, um, I print out the actual studies because I have access to universities and I'll print out the full studies. I mean, I have one over here. Emma has it um, that I just did on VOCs. It's a recent um, article that was on VOCs in diapers. And you yeah. you can get the abstract, but I'm like, mm, I need to read the full study. I need to deep dive into really what's going on here so that when I'm communicating something, yeah, I make it in a fun way. Yeah, I show that it's serious, but I'm actually pulling straight from the data. So I print it out. I know I'm wasting paper, but I, I look at the data. I check it out. I make sure what I'm saying is accurate. And so that when that data-driven dad comes my way, I'm like, you, it's your choice. You don't have to. You're, you're still a great dad. You might be even better dad than me, but I wouldn't be putting that on my baby's bottom, man. I mean, you can yeah. do better. There's companies that are more environmentally minded, more human health minded that provide products that you can avoid this. I mean, is it that bad on in of itself? If that was the only toxin your baby was being exposed to, or the only toxin your puppy was being exposed to was a lead ball, well, lead ball, there's no safe levels of lead, so let's not do that, but say some microplastics, and that's all your dog was experiencing, or that was all your baby was experiencing, 
yeah, you, you, it, it, you're, you're robust enough to handle it. But you add that between that and the plastic bottle that's putting plastics and nanoplastics that uh, a recent study has shown as well, not just plastics from a plastic baby bottle, but these nanoplastics, which have 100% inflammatory action on your child's body. And now you're talking about mom who is breastfeeding and maybe she's drinking a little bit of alcohol. Um, that's destroying their microbiome, causing eczema possibly. And then you're adding in all the mercury amalgam fillings, which studies show that that's coming through the breast milk and into the into the into the baby. Like my mom had 14 amalgam fillings. Um, you look at the the microplastics and formaldehydes and the other 300 and plus chemicals that it's showing up in the umbilical cord to your baby. Your baby doesn't really have a chance. So going back to my math problem, right? If you f and poison your body, it's going to poison you. It's only reacting to what you're doing. It's gonna. It has to. It has to react. That's the. It's every every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So you give it something bad in order for it to survive. It has to give you symptoms. It has Absolutely. to let you know. And some of those symptoms, and like things like diabetes, and 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 in some scientific way is keeping you alive, right? You're getting elevated insulin um, and glucose because that's all your body can do to survive. So, and toxins actually can induce insulin resistance. There's some huge research on that. So everything that we're talking about um, is is really to educate the world and hopefully over time they increment incrementally and slowly start making these shifts. And just like psychologists would say, you just gotta get a win, right? And so many people aren't getting a win today and I think removing toxins is a way for folks to get some wins. They can get some energy back. We're, they're chasing so many things. I have a, another homeschool mom that was there last night, and she finally got her implants out. She had no idea they were toxic. And I'm going to bring her on in, Instagram and share her story because she has seen so much improvement, right? And she was she was sick. Her gut was bad. Her energy was bad. And when I saw her last night, I'm like, you just look normal she's yeah. calm like everything has relaxed inside of her face and her demeanor and tone and the heart connection came back online too it's like wow like what a difference but what happened it was so dramatic she had well she had some nerve impingement too because her hands would go to uh, numb at night but her brain fog is gone her energy's up she doesn't have all this bloating that she used to have because she had silicone which i just yeah. did another video on that you know, in in bodies, they, they're seeing they're seeing the the siloxanes showing up in the tissue around it because they use. They, there's a study where they show where they if any uh, medical device gets into your body, um, the siloxanes and chemicals are coming out, and you're putting in those in for years. It's warmer, so you're going to get uh, more off gassing of these. Silicone is not non toxic. Silicone is toxic. It's not inert. Industry categorizes this stuff as a plastic. It's a cross in reality between a synthetic rubber and a synthetic plastic polymer that's toxic to your body. It's not silica. It's not glass. Exactly. So I, she, I, it changed her life. And so it's just yeah. neat to see the impact. And because uh, we were friends with her and she got them out and, you know, she couldn't afford it. So she had to go to a different doctor. But it's just amazing that these moms and the point I want to make is we're chasing the wrong thing. She was biohacking, doing infrared sauna and all these other things and she was just chasing uh, a mystery and meanwhile in her heart of hearts she always said i always knew like 
I'm heating up these breast implants inside of an infrared sauna, probably not the best idea, but she was, just didn't want to wake up to that reality. But it got so bad that her, her mind and her heart and her gut connected, right? And I think, here's the saving grace, I'm going to throw this back to you, is I think most people we discussed at the beginning of this do not realize, they think that, we think that they don't know, right? It's like the world doesn't know that the toxins are sick. If they took a moment to of of meditation, a moment of connection to themselves, they would realize they have something far more powerful than their mind. Like Einstein says, is that gut feeling. And women, I think, are more in tune to that because they are more heart-centered. And they know that there's a, I just knew in my gut that this wasn't good. And that the other lady uh, that was there last night had an autoimmune. They kind of cornered me, you know, they mm. cornered the non-toxic dad. She's like, I knew in my gut that was wrong, but my husband wouldn't believe me. I knew in my gut that that was poison. So thank you so much for putting the data there. But guys, gals, follow your gut. Your gut is usually right. I knew my daughter was sick. I knew something was wrong after this happened or that medication was given to him or that we won't even go there, what happened to them. I knew in my gut that wasn't the right thing to do. I shouldn't have done that. Your gut knew. Listen to your gut. It's the true genius. It's that energy that we kind of ignore and we call woo-woo like I did, but listen to your gut. It's the true genius that changes the world. It's so true. There's so many important points that you've made. I absolutely love it. And and today, everyone for watching, I'm not going to go through the individual, all the different toxins, because honestly, when you go on non-toxic dad on Instagram, everything is there for you with also the links in the bio, which will be below. But a couple of things I wanted to pick up on there. The science side of things. So I come from a very sciencey background. I'm very lucky. My scientific friends tolerate all my woo-woo way of going thing now. And now age is a wonderful leveler where people are now coming back and sort of saying well actually I do want to know a bit more about that thing I was laughing about you telling us about 10 years ago but how do you personally balance Warren because we're living in this life where everyone you put something out there and everyone's like show me the studies show me the double blind placebo show me the research Yet we also know a lot of the studies and the researches are done by people that have got a particular funded by organisations that have got a particular bias to show. So how do you personally balance tuning in with your gut and your heart and still being able to back up what you do with science? Well, I mean, the reality is you can find science to refute or um, deny or back up most things, right? So when I'm talking about, uh, you know, toxic artificial sugars, then someone says that they're not, but it's a, you know, they'll literally get on, they'll do, they'll use it in marketing, right? They, yeah. they'll say that it's bad and then they'll have a medical expert, a medical expert twist it. So that's like, oh, this is killing people. But then the video that you watch actually debunks that because that's a marketing tactic of of artificial sweetener companies, right? And so it's it's a way to beat if you can control the if you can control um the masses, I'm trying to think of, of another word, but if you can control the masses and get them to, to to understand and learn a certain a narrative, so you're really being brainwashed one way or the other, right? So there I can't change you know, everyone it's in, it's basic psychology, right? You'll either refute things you don't believe 
or you'll justify things you do believe. That's just how we function as humans. So I can't control other people, right? So I don't really, I don't really care. Like I, I love that person just the same as the person that believes my stuff. And in some regards, maybe more so, because I feel like, you know, you know, you're gonna get sick. You know, I mean, it's, there's just no avoiding it. It's a math problem, right? So I can't, I don't wanna like point the finger because they're not where I'm at. I just want to support them along. I feel like I'm supporting them along their way of their journey, just like someone supported me along my journey, Yeah. right? And if it wasn't for people supporting me, then, and I didn't agree with them, um, but they still loved me and supported me. And so that's how I approach it. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like they can do their own research. They're going to believe what they want to believe. And I'm going to believe what I want to believe. And then we'll see who's, you know, and then if I got sick, they'd be like, yeah, I told you so. But, we, you know, we can't control our lives and I can't control someone else's life. So I just, like you were saying, how do you, how do you, like, it's, it can get nasty. I just, I just don't care. I actually love them. Like, I don't mind that they get mad at me. I'm like, you have the right to your own opinion. I'm happy that you shared that. Now, don't, don't call the person that I'm interviewing overweight or don't, you know, be cruel. You know, I can't la allow that, but you can disagree with me all day, right? Because you have a right to that and you can find some data just like I can find data to, to refute that. I disagree with it because I believe in the bioaccumulation of toxins, which is a math problem and yeah. it does bioaccumulate. So I feel like I'm standing on, not on sand. I feel like I'm standing on a rock of, of science as well and experience over the last 20 years. And I got my life back. Like there's really no stopping it, right? It's just, it is who I am. I've had an experience that has fueled my passion and that has affected hundreds of thousands of lives. I taught functional medicine um, anecdotally, I guess I'm not a, I'm an educator, but I had a, a company for 15 years where we educated practitioners on this stuff. I saw the results. So I have a feedback loop in my head of positivity about doing this. So I, there's, even though I, I read that stuff and it still affects me because everything you read, see, hear, toxic mind, right? It, it affects you, but I have so much positive evidence, it's not gonna sway me the other way. And I feel the opposite's gonna be a tr gonna be true is the stuff that we're sharing, Catherine, is eventually gonna win out because I think we're standing on truth, you know? But, yeah. you know, time will tell. Time will tell. And, you know, it's really, how's it working out for you? And And when you're younger, a lot of people, you do think you're invincible and then things start building up, the toxins start building up and then suddenly you re-look re at things. So for those people watching, Warren, that are like, oh my goodness, I know there's toxins everywhere in our food, in our air, in our water, in the environment, in the EMF, in what I'm listening to, the brainwashing. I'm too overwhelmed to start. You know, we hear this a lot where it's so mm. overwhelming that people get, you know, paralysis by analysis. So let's just give people listening a few simple areas of where would you start if someone's on this journey? Yeah, I mean, you just like when we're all overwhelmed, like an overwhelmed mom, I have so much to do today. But if you write a list and you realize it's not that big of a deal, right? So a lot of our anxiety and overwhelm comes from just... Uh, not organizing our brains and writing it down. Like a therapist would say, write it down, right? And you write it down, you're like, oh, it's not that much. I can do that, right? Some people have too much on their plate and I need to start saying no. You got to pull your kids out of different things. You got to create time for the things that are important, right? If you don't have time for your health, 
then you're not prioritizing the right thing. So I'm telling you that. Like, if you don't have your health, you're not going to be a good mom if you, or dad or be perform at work. So you're mixing up your priorities. So what I would say to you is prioritize your health because that's going to make you more effective everywhere. Prioritize your spirituality, you know, as much as you can so that you're acting out of out of love and not out of reaction, right? Calm your spirit. This is like meditation and stuff like that. These are really important. And once you learn these practices and get control of it, it gets easier to take more and more steps. So another thing that I like to tell people is when you're, and I tell this to my closest friends, and this is what people have helped me with along the way, you're giving me an excuse for failure, right? You're giving me this grand idea. There's, it's so overwhelming. I'll do nothing, right? That's literally just an excuse, you know? And you're probably proliferating that same excuse across all areas of your life, right? I'm just too busy. I'm so busy, honey. That's why I'm screaming at you. Mm. No, there's no reason you shouldn't be kind. Kind. I'm sorry, honey. Um, will you forgive me, right? So there's all this applies across the field. And it's hard to understand that self-responsibility isn't being taught anymore, right? So, but if you're older, um, especially, you know, going into your 50s, like I am, I'm turning 50, you start to realize that the responsibility relies on me. It's not on anyone else. I can't blame anyone. My, I'm in a horrible relationship. That's your fault. You chose it, right? So the self-responsibility is really, really huge to make decision-making. So instead of an excuse for failure, let's look at the solutions that we're going to help move my life forward. So it's going to create success, my health, body, mind, and spirit. So what I say is, and I want, I know humans need to get a win. So don't get overwhelmed, right? Get rid of your excuses relax into it, get a small list together and execute on that small list when you have time. Don't don't do it because you have to, do it because you get to do it, right? It's like, oh, I have to do the dishes. Oh my gosh, with my dishwasher, right? I get to do my dishes. What a blessing. I got food, I got a family, I got to cook. I have the resources even to buy organic food or go to a local farm. Man, I get to. Right. And this this mindset, toxic mind will hinder your growth into a non-toxic lifestyle. It really starts with that to help with that positive decision making. Not all of us are wired that way. Right. Yeah. I'm more of like an athlete. You know, I was forced to do hard things as a kid, really hard things. I was working since I was four years old, helping mm -hmm. my dad and his business because the, the steel mill was shutting down. You know, I was raised in a trailer and we built a home like so we struggled and we fought. So I I got the wins, right? So I know when you fight for something, um, you get a good outcome. But not everyone's raised that way, right? So it was actually some bad stuff, but some good stuff. I didn't really have, could have had a better childhood probably. So then you start with the big things, air, water, and food, right? The things that you're breathing, toxic breath, the things that you're putting on your skin, which, or eating, ingestion, you know, and- um, making sure I sorry, I said toxic breath, toxic touch, the things that are touching you and toxic ingestion, right? Those three areas. And if you're going to, and if you're going to work on that with toxic breath, start in your bedroom, because if you're not getting your sleep, you're not detoxing your brain, the bad energy of all the bad things that happen throughout, throughout the day, the mistakes that you made, the hurts of other people, like all that stuff needs to come out or else you're going to wear it, that negative energy and 
it's you can't you can't hold it in. It's got to come out somehow. It can come out in rage. It can come out in disease. It can come out lots of different ways. So you got to take care of that bedroom. Top things to do in your bedroom. If you have an old mattress, great. Don't buy a new one. Um, make sure there's just low VOCs in your room. Get a tester. Make sure it's low. Get rid of magazines. Get rid of uh, crack your window. The solution to pollution is dilution. We learned that in our you know in our biology classes. Yeah. They sure dram ram that one home, right? And just create a nice environment. Get rid of the the bad. Get rid of the LED lights. Get move your bed away if you or shut off the electricity in your room. But move your bed away that's right next to a light socket or um, a wall plug because it puts out a nasty electric field right around right around a foot. And if you get like three or four foot away, it's seven feet. But you know that would be ideal. But if you just get a few feet away, you know. But I've ha had friends where their head is right next to it, and oh wait a minute, my dog had a, a friend where they had a, a floor one, right? And they put their dog mat on top of it. And that dog got cancer right in the spot where they were laying on their on their bottom on that, uh, that electric device. And I don't know if the wiring was bad because that can do it. So all these little things get your, that's how I got well. As I got, I moved heaven and earth just so I could sleep at night. And that's where I started. But on top of that, I was eating clean. You know, I was, you know, I just, for me, I did, Lots of meat, grass-fed meat and eggs. Um, this doesn't say that you know my 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 animal-loving friends doing a plant-based diet can't can't survive that way. I think you can thrive that way. It's I personally I think it's a bit harder um, to do it that way. I you know I, I won't get into the but that mm -hmm. gets into a very big topic that I don't want. I love everybody, right? But you got to eat clean. So you if yeah. you go plant-based, go clean, and you're gonna feel. I think that's why a lot of people get such a lift on plant-based is because they go in and they when they first go in they're eating all clean organic foods hopefully not choosing ones that have high heavy metals um because a lot of some plants and nuts do um like i've talked about chocolate but you get this lift because you're not poisoning your body it becomes back to the math problem right if we poison yeah. the environment we're going to eat foods that poison us and our bodies are going to react and and react and create disease as an outcome right so you got to clean up your food, you got to clean up your air and just get rid of all the toxic stuff as much as you possibly can on your skin, on your food, change your cookware, just some of the basic things, the big ones that you know in your gut, watch my videos and be like, yep, I'm getting rid of that plastic cutting board, you know, I'm getting rid of the Teflon pan and that should make you feel good, right? Those are those are easy decisions. They're not expensive. Celebrating those wins is so important, yeah. isn't it? You know, not trying to feel that you've got to be perfect all at once, but celebrating. I I have the lifestyle of just like be like a dog or be like a cat. A dog just celebrates every single time it goes out on a walk. Every single time you don't throw a tennis ball to it, but a non-toxic something for it. And and when we reward ourselves for those little steps you start to get the feedback, you know, very quickly, you do start to get the feedback. Water, I mean, I've got a whole house water filter now, best thing I've ever done. And it was not expensive at all, it was amazing. So there's so many solutions out there and the internet has made these accessible for people to find out about now. Yeah, and they just gotta know that you're okay, you're okay where you're at and you're, mm -hmm. gonna, you're only gonna get better, right? It's not like, oh, it's so overwhelmed, I'm not gonna get there. But like being like a puppy, is you know the best teacher you could or a baby for that matter yes. right um they they're just they're little geniuses they understand how we were meant to thrive and live and that's been the reflection that's really helped me it's just like you're so stinking happy yeah right 
you're experiencing emotions, a dog, the amount of joy, like when they're playing with you, I mean, it's infectious, right? No wonder why so many Americans have these things, right? Yeah. Because they need that. They're stealing the energy from the dog to help their own dopamine issues, right? And dogs run out there and get negative electrons. And when you hug them, it transfers them right into the, into the animal, right? Um, so they can save your life because they're going outside and they're a great source of negative electrons. That's science, guys. Like that's not even Absolutely. a joke, right? Tree hugging is real, right? Oh, so I'm so pleased tree hugging's made a revival because I've always done it and it's always embarrassed my children. And now everyone's talking about tree hugging. So if you stick with it long enough, it will come back into fashion. <laughs> but it, it just works. And it, it, there's so many free options out there because money, do, yes, some of these solutions cost money, but there's so many free places that people can start, aren't there? Yeah, and I, and I also think like when I was sick, because I was sick, but have have the the if you can picture yourself and this is a psychological exercise i got sick so everything that i did and investments i made was in my health right that was my only priority cuz i had nothing else right cuz i knew if i didn't have that no chance of getting married um no chance of performing at work no chance of creating a life that that we all wanted that we were programmed to have a house and kids and all that stuff right so my everything was gone. So I focused there. But if you look at your life, and I, I always tell folks to do this in future pace, they call it future pacing, you close your eyes, and you imagine if you continue the lifestyle that you have, eating the way that you're eating, right, just take a moment, and um, visualize those toxins coming in, continuing to eat the sugar that's raising a spike in your insulin and glucose, causing inflammation, causing pain, right? not caring about the toxic water that's full of pharmaceuticals and microplastics and not bothering to filter that, right? Going out to eat, eating conventional Cisco, destroy the environment meat, you know, um, and getting the wrong fat ratios and feeding your cells the things that it doesn't need and cause inflammation. And you picture that, what kind of life are you going to have, mm -hmm. right? You, wait, you, you visualize yourself, what, what is my life going to look like? Gonna be overweight. I'm gonna be on medications, right? What does it look like? What are the things that that you're gonna experience? Are you gonna experience joy? Are you gonna experience your grandchildren? Think about it. Take the moment and visualize what a toxic life leads you. What is it gonna look like with your relationship with your daughter or or son? And I and I face this myself. If you continue to treat them like that, mm -hmm. is that gonna create the outcome that you want long term? Is that going to create the heart connection and closest that you want? You have to ask yourself those hard questions. And then you do the opposite, right? You visualize your life where I'm eating cleaner. I'm filtering my water. I'm loving more. I'm getting in nature and grounding and walking around the environment, I'm hugging a tree, right? What is my life going to look like? I'm being kinder to my daughter, right? I'm taking a more relaxed approach, right? I'm asking them questions before I react, right? Um, loving someone on the road versus hating them on the road and not giving that energy out and wasting that energy. You waste that. We wait. So I'm getting off on the wrong thing, but oh, it's true. imagine yeah. in future pace your life, what you're going to look like, what you're going to feel like I quit drinking alcohol. Right. And what is that going to look like? I, I'm not wasting my detox pathways on drinking too much alcohol, right. Destroying my microbiome, aging the collagen in my skin. Am I going to look better? Am I going to feel better? Am I going to have more energy? Is my heart going to be more connected? Am I going to have more love in my life? The answer is, of course, it's true, but it is hard. And the only way to get there is to imagine 
your in future pace, what your life's going to be like and each and every day celebrate those wins along the way, like you said, and run around like a happy puppy, do something fun, go outside, even if it's five minutes. But if you don't take care of your health and you don't invest in yourself and love yourself enough to jump into an infrared sauna or do that, when you start doing that, it, that is self-care at, at, at its core, right? And you feel better, but then you're not as bitter as your job because you actually did something for yourself that day, right? Letting your kids play on their own, right? And not micromanaging everything. It gives you more free time. So there's all these little strategies that I've learned as I turned 50. So I can't say I knew this at 25 when I was you know, still sick, but this is the wisdom that we're sharing, you and I, Catherine. I love it. I love it. I was going to ask you next, what, over the last few years, what have you learned most about yourself? You know, uh, it's my favorite question because I think it means the most to me in this, in this time of my life is that I know that I'm loved, right? Unconditionally by God in the universe, that, um, that I'm beautiful, that I'm kind, that I'm sensitive, um, that, uh, I have unlimited opportunity to impact others that I have thrown away the, the, the fears that most of us have about money, about all that. No matter how much you have guys, you still live in that fear. So it, you, you can gain the world. And you think that, that if your mindset about it is I never have enough, you just let it go, right? The earth and individuals, and it'll, it'll take care of you, right? Unless you get into a major challenge like addiction and things like that. And those those are very hard. Those are those are big issues that I'm not here to tackle, but I have empathy and compassion for those big, big hard things in life. And I'm sorry if that's happening to you or a loved one. So this it doesn't make it so simple. But for me and my journey, that's that's what's really lit me up and actually opened me up to be able to do something like this where it doesn't hurt that mm. much when you've have people disagreeing with you. Like I can still sleep at night. Right. So all of that really prepared me to be able to share this message and to keep going and to keep pushing because I'm, I'm more connected now than I've ever been. And a quote that I read the other day, it's like, you spend 50 years, stop trying to be a child. And then you spend your last 50 years trying to be a child or be a puppy. And so I feel like now I'm moving back to being a child where I'm more fearless. Right but I still have the wisdom of those first 50 years where I'm going to not waste my time and energy hurting myself. I'm going to take all my lessons, but get back to that playful, curious, loving, um, patient, more patient. Cause I, I have so much to learn. I sound like I have my shit together, but I don't right, Catherine. So let's be honest. None of us do, but that's been the greatest unlocking of power in my life and the greatest needle mover as in, in my in my businesses, in my ability to connect with others, to be a better father. I'm so much more aware because I came to that knowing and I do a lot less stupid things because yeah. I'm not tempted. I'm not looking for outside stimuli. I'm getting it spiritually and internally. And it's been, it's been the greatest, most fun two years of my life. Right. And I'm still, and I, and I guess as you get older, the other quote is, is you realize you don't know anything. Right. Oh, uh, so we, we talked about that. So I'm not blaming the 25 year old people to have the mindset I have. You'll get to where we're at, Catherine, because it does take making mistakes right um, along the way and make as many mistakes as you can. A lot of the great 
entrepreneurs and and world leaders that are out there that are making a difference, meaning world leaders like folks that are having an impact um, mm -hmm. like yourself, is that we ask our children, how many mistakes did you make today? Right. Yeah. What did you learn? We do that every day at, at, at dinner. Right. We have our roses and our thorns and I changed it to a thorn to our learnings. What was great about your day and what was the learning that you got today? Because that and then we discuss that learning and integrate that learning and say, maybe we should have like this girl did this and she was mean to me. So we get to explain why maybe that happened and maybe what her home life is like. And maybe you should love her more. Maybe you should ask her a question. Like, so we get to learn how to na navigate conflict, how to navigate when hard things happen and how to spin the energy of negativity, which is really just a neutral when something bad happens or someone does something bad to you. And then what, what can you learn from that? It's not a negative. That's why I switched it from a thorn. It's a positive. We switch it. It's neutral and you turn it into a positive because you get the learning. So I don't oh, know. I, I just love everything about this conversation. I think it gives me such hope for the future. And I think that is the thing that, you know, this acceptance, getting back to accepting that everyone's on their journey. You know, there's a reason why teenagers don't act like someone who's in their mid fifties. Um, not supposed to. <laughs> not supposed to and enjoy all these different stages of your life. It's fantastic. So you have got some very exciting news. Um, I know that you are in the middle of working on a documentary. I want to hear all about it. And how can people learn about this, Warren? Yeah, the the Homesick Home series. Um, again, this this came to me like right after I made some really bold decisions, right? And then as soon as I got away from, you know, some negative energy, this this came into my life. And I'm like, it wasn't like a maybe, it was a hell yes. This this is gonna have impact, right? And so we've been working on it uh, over the last year. Yeah, And um, we're just editing the final episode, episode six. We plan on probably launching this um, the third week or so of April is, is the launch date. I'm actually looking at um, um, the cover page right now. Um, so I'll read it to you. Home is where you're supposed to, this is going to end. It'll change probably, but this is what I'm looking at. Home is where you're supposed to feel safe, a place to heal and recover. But our homes may be the number one reason we are sick, tired, and searching for health, um, health, answer, health answers costing us costing us everything right because when your home's making you sick you're doing all these things but you have mold your your vocs are so high in your bedroom that your body and neurology can't normalize because they're neurotoxins right yeah. um there's so many reasons your home could be making you sick and your children sick mold being a huge one we definitely cover mold and mycotoxins and there's there's layers to this right we talk about animals that have gotten cancer and died because of magnetic fields in homes, yeah. which can have the same thing with your children and how it affects your sleep. So we hit all these big areas in this Homesick Home series. Homesickhome.com is where you can um, register probably in the next, uh, by the time this launches, we'll have a page where you can opt in for when we launch. So it's free and because uh, we want to educate people. And so it's, it's what got me well and it's what got me sick. I didn't tell you my whole story, but when you know, I got sick and I had to sell everything in Montana, just I'm in Utah now, and moved back to Pennsylvania in my parents' basement, which is at the bottom of a hill, right? So water is pressure is always coming in. So it was humid. And if your humidity of your basement's above 50%, you're growing mold. So I went from functionally sick to dysfunctionally sick, like not being able to go outside. I couldn't exert any energy. It was the worst of the worst. I wore a 
you know, a whiplash neck thing to bed. I stared at the ceiling all night. I, I couldn't read a book. I couldn't do anything, right? I was just so laid out sick with fatigue, anxiety, weight gain. I was obese, like you name it, right? And so it was the, it was that environment. Then I moved into a um, my friend's uh, basement room to get out of the mold. And it was brand new carpet with VOCs. And then I bought my own place thinking that I ripped the carpet out and cleaned up the inside environment. There was no carpets. The, it wasn't painted in four years. And I painted it with a non-toxic paint. I move in and I'm sick as a dog. I'm not sleeping. I had an organic mattress on the floor, some coffee tables from Walmart and um, an old antique chair. And that's how I survived, right? If everything else was old, it was probably five to six years old. It should have been off gas, but the VOCs in that home were through the roof. And it was coming from my HVAC system, sucking in the attic air because there was big leaks oh. and cracks inside of my, my returns and my supply lines with my HVAC unit. It was just sucking in all the formaldehyde. Um, mainly formaldehyde was really high in that in that little condo. So that's how I, but once I got that, sealed off and I'm in the attic with a mask on sick as a dog, you know, taping all these seals using silicone, which when it dries is pretty non-toxic, by the way, it's not off gassing much VOCs, if, if any, unless it gets super hot, um, always getting into the science. I'm sorry. I go down these rabbit trails just right. to justify my decision-making here because I'll be judged. Right. I still feel it sometimes. And, um, and then I got, got my sleep back. I cracked my window. I had, before I could afford stuff, I just put a fan in, put a dehumidifier in to control the humidity. I did whatever it took to get well, right? And so if you can get your home and transition it from a home sick home to a home safe home and create that environment for your family, uh, your health problems you know, can magically disappear. So it's it was how I started my health journey. And that's why I'm so honored and to uh, partner up with New York Times bestselling author, the Urban Monk, Pedram Shoja, just a really heart-centered man um, has, you know, was an award-winning filmmaker. So this is going to be great. And even the guys that are writing this, you know, one of them sits at the top of the Writers Guild in, in LA. Like we we put a lot into it and we have a really great team to bring a really great message. So we'd love for you to guys to join us um, on that oh, journey of homesick home. We'll be sharing that everywhere because I think it's such a, a beautiful place to end because the thing is, you're so right. Our home should be our sanctuary where we feel safe, where we can heal, recover, recuperate. And the body is amazing. We've seen this with regenerative agriculture. The ability of the land, the body to heal is massive when we give it a chance to. So if we all get our home safe, then so much stress, physical, emotional stress will be relieved off people. This is so needed. It's amazing you're doing this. I think every single school in the world should show it every single parent should sit there and watch it with their children so um please do let us know as soon as it's available for people to register and we'll get that out everywhere thank you so much for your time today i just want to personally thank you because you've helped every single week i come running into my husband or my children again look look we've got to stop using this baking paper it's got silicon on it um and it's so wonderful to have an information you know i love the way you present the information it's fun, but it's factual. It's really useful. You get to the point and it's really every single one you do is helping us make those little better decisions that are going to change not only our lives, but those of all our loved ones, four-legged and two-legged and winged and scaled. 
So thank you so much for me and all my audience for what you do, Warren. I hope you realize how appreciated you are. Uh, well, I don't often um, feel that, uh, honestly, like I feel honored to have met you, like your heart, your energy, who you are, how you love beyond just, you know, love everything, right? Plants and animals, and that's a unique human and you're doing it right. And it's, uh, it, it inspires me to be, to be, to be doing what I'm doing and to be become better. Right. Because you're loving, like I said, I just want to love more and you're loving plants and animals and other humans. And you, and you, and you see it, you see, right. Mm -hmm. You see clearly. So it, it, the honor has been mine. The time has been wonderful. Thanks for um, sh sharing your heart with me and allowing me to share my full heart. I don't always get that opportunity, but you drug that out just by being who you are, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope everyone who's watching this, I really hope it inspires you. Just don't put too much pressure on yourself. Little changes can make a huge difference. And all Warren's links will be below. So please check out his Instagram. You do not want to miss that. Thank you, Warren. I'm sure Thank we'll you. speak again. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favourite episode with five different people? This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.